Netu Netur Volume 5, The Keys to Health and Longevity. Chapter 3, The Brain and Illness. Stress is the major source of illness and the source of stress is the brain. There is a mountain of information on the subject a great deal more than will be given in this book, yet scientists have not organized the information into a coherent system for the elimination of stress and therefore illness due to the absence, once more, of a framework. A great deal has been said and taken out of context and without the proper perspective. The foundation for the greatness of ancient Egyptian civilization was established by the discovery that all units are composed of two fundamental factors. In other words, every whole unit, thing, event, and an indivisible duality of complementary agents. In comedic science, the primordial unit that encompasses all reality was called a tomb and the complementary dual factors that compose it were called Shu and Tefnut. These are the yang and the yin of Chinese life sciences. They explain the dual composing agents of all forces and things in the universe. Traditional Chinese medicine, which is much older than Western medicine and enjoys a longer history of success and consistency. It is not in the habit of proclaiming the invention of new and wonder drugs that are later discarded due to their dangers to health, has been built on the tracing of the dual components of all things and forces yang and yin. Substitute the knowledge of yang and yin for the knowledge of the positive and negative charges of all physical waves and particles known to modern physics and you will see that this is the reason for the great success of physicists and chemists. On the other hand, Western health practitioners on the physical side or, or the mind side have not set up a basic framework that would guide their thinking and practices. Let's set up one and see how far it will take us. The Tefnut of Yin and the Shu of Yang of Western Medicine. 1. Stress is the main cause of illness. 2. The hypothalamus is the limbic brain. In the limbic brain is the mediator of stress. 3. The posterior or back portion of the hypothalamus governs the sympathetic division of the auto autonomous nervous system which is in charge of carrying out the stress response it is therefore a master shoe or yang system of the body four the anterior or front portion of the hypothalamus governs the parasympathetic division of the autonomous nervous system which is in charge of maintaining the body in the normal state of relative calmness and returning the body to the state following the stress response induced by the sympathetic. It is therefore 
a master tefna or yin system of the body. Five, the state of balance between yin and yang is called tai chi by the Chinese in Hetep, by the ancient Egyptians in homeostasis in Western medicine, you will recognize the state as the emotion of peace, yin, and joy, yang. Six, the posterior and anterior divisions of the hypothalamus were designed to work together. The sympathetic portion was designed to provide for the physiological and mental survival response to an immediate physical threat and the parasympathetic portion for the return to the normal operational condition of calmness. As you can see, they are both necessary for survival. Brain and body homeostasis or equilibrium. According to traditional Chinese medicine, Health is a state of the balance of the two fundamental forces, yin and yang, that govern the activities of the body. This truth is reflected in the Western medical concept of homeostasis. Since the brain governs and integrates all functions of the body, we must look to it for for the understanding of its yin and yang equilibrium. The normal or homeostatic or Tai Chi or Atum balance of Shu and Tefna state of the body is mediated by two master brain chemicals that are secreted by the hypothalamus. These are dopamine and acetylcholine and to a lesser extent a third one, serotonin. These information substances check and balance each other in order to maintain the mind, emotions, and psychological function in a healthy, normal state. The normal state of being is altered by two demands of life. One is the demand for sustained productivity and aggressive activity elicited by the need to make a living. This state is mediated by another hormone, testosterone, which is balanced by estrogen, which keeps its aggression within man's social standards. The other demand is that is placed on man is the need to survive imminent and immediate threats that require physical competence. This aspect of life calls up the so-called stress response, which is mediated by adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol, which are while the two main brain chemicals that are in charge of man's health are dopamine and acetylcholine, scientists have given most of their attention to the stress hormone cortisol. We need not to wonder, given that they have been able to make a ton of money off the manufacturing and prescribing of this, of its synthetic analog, prednisone, hydrocortisone, and other steroids. Their interest has been money as opposed to the understanding of the mechanism and ma- that maintains the balance in man's body, mind, and emotions. The brain's response to an immediate physical threat. 
When we are confronted with an immediate physical threat, we are about to be mugged. For example, the sympathetic division of the hypothalamus secretes the hormone adrenaline, which raises your attention level and plays a role in the accurate perception of the situation. This is not thinking, but a moment of pure perception as a Zen monk, pure perception as a Zen monk will say. The perception that the danger is real causes the hypothalamus to follow up with the secretion of another hormone, corticotrophin releasing factor, CRF, which goes to the pituitary, another gland in the brain, and instructs it to secrete corticotrophin hormone which in turn is sent to the adrenal glands, which sit on top of the kidneys to release their glucocorticoid hormones, which include cortisol. The cortisol is the main target of the hormonal cascade that started with the hypothalamus. The main function of the cortisol hormone is to prepare the body for the fight or flight to provide the muscles of the arms and legs with blood and sugar they need for fighting or fleeing cortisol causes the emptying the liver of its blood sugar stores and blood to be diverted away from most of the brain and all of the vital organs kidneys digestive organs pancreas other endocrine glands etc in order to increase the amount of blood to the muscles and arms, cortisol increases the heart rate, the blood pressure, breathing rate, body temperature, sweating of all of which generates feeling of anxiety and nervousness as the nerves are fighting at a higher rate and the burning of metabolites in it in, is in high gear. You were a tiger in the world or a person with no dysfunctional programs in your cerebral cortex or chemical imbalances in your body. The parasympathetic division of the hypothalamus would trigger a relaxation response led by the hormone acetylcholine to reverse all of the effects of the survival response of the sympathetic and thus return the body into its normal state. And that will be the end of it. There would be no illness after effect. Since there are no ill effects, it is best not to label the actions of the sympathetic in such a situation a, quote, stress response. It has led to a great deal of muddled thinking about stress. I prefer to call it the Autonomous Survival Response, ASR. It is important to realize that the hypothalamus was designed to follow up the sympathetic arousal with the parasympathetic relaxation response according to the body's law of homeostasis. Or, as the Taoists say, yang is always followed by yin and vice versa. This is a fact that almost all psychologists and psychotherapists have ignored. The true stress reaction. 
Instead of the immediate threat of a mugger, your hypothalamus is being stimulated several times a day for many hours at a time and every day for the past eight months or longer that you have been going through a nasty divorce. Adrenaline from your hypothalamus is followed by CRF that tells the pituitary to secrete corticotrophin, which in turn tells the adrenal glands to release cortisol. The same withdrawal of blood from the vital organs and major brain centers and increase in the heart rate, breathing, blood pressure, catabolism, the destructive phase of metabolism, attends result. Since you have a fight and a threat on your hands, the limbic brain responds as it is the brain that is in charge of that aspect of man's life. But its response is not suited for non-physical threats. The threat is a mental one, one coming from an ignorantly programmed cerebral cortex. As you keep the thinking in place about how justified you are in your anger or fear of ruin and so on, you keep the sympathetic in constant hyper-arousal mode and the parasympathetic in check. One major reality that the majority of the world scholars are yet to learn is that man is supposed to reprogram the limbic brain to respond in harmony with the cerebral cortex. The cortex is the body's vehicle that is used by the mind to connect to the body via the limbic brain. This is the crux of the mind-body connection. The reprogramming of the animal brain is an involuntary step, is an evolutionary step that is ahead of mankind as a whole. Illness and social mayhem will provide the impetus so evolve for mo- to evolve for most. Cortisol gone wild. If you have accepted the common belief that stress, anger, fear, worry, grief, etc. are natural and unavoidable reactions to life's challenges, And if you have accepted the educated, ignorant proclamation that things and events can be stressors and you are engaged in a protracted situation to which you are manifesting one or several emotions throughout the day, every day or several days a week, then you are suffering from an excess of cortisol. Excess cortisol and overextended period has been associated with the following health disorders. One, imbalance of all hormonal functions, especially of the three hormones that are in charge of maintaining the overall balance, health of the body, mind, and emotions. Two, hypertension. Three, irregular and disordered heartbeats. Four, increased levels of cholesterol and triglycerides. Five, increased risk for and incidence of cardiovascular health disorders, high blood pressure, strokes, heart attacks, etc. Six, abnormal appetite and food craving. Seven, excess weight gain and obesity. Eight, loss of muscle mass. Nine, loss of calcium, hence bone disorders. 10. Immune system hyperactivity and hypoactivity manifesting in allergic disorders, asthma, hay fever, food sensitivity, etc. 
autoimmune disorders, lupus, arthritis, multiple sclerosis, my, uh, cancer, greater susceptibility to infection, colds, viruses, etc. 11. Digestive system impairment, digestive and absorption reduced, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic diarrhea and constipation, peptic ulcers, gastroenteritis. 12. Increased incidence of inflammatory diseases and failure to heal. 13. Blood sugar disorders, diabetes, low blood sugar, insulin resistance. 14. Reduced libido falsely attributed to aging 15 impaired sexual performance inability to achieve erection orgasm premature ejaculation 16 fertility problems in women and men ovulation problems and sperm motility decrease 17 higher incidence of pms 18 menstrual disorder painful menaces cessation of menaces, irregular menaces, 19, menopause problems, high blood pressure, hot flashes, 20, anxiety, irritability, and high sensitiveness, 21, negative mood and moodiness, 8, 21, 22, depression and sadness for no trivial reason, 23, increased fearfulness, tendency to anger, to worry, to grieve, etc. 24, decreased memory, IQ, and learning ability. 25, decreased right brain function. 26, increased left brain function, though dysfunctional. 27, increased rate of destruction of brain cells, leading to brain shrinkage, Alzheimer's, sensitivity, etc. 28. Accelerated aging due to excess catabolism. 29. Sleep disorders, insomnia, inability to sleep for 8 hours, sleep not restful. 30. And much more. Stress, cortisol, and the hormonal system. Man's body is made up of trillions of cells. They're working in perfect harmony with each other while carrying out their individual functions as health. How do all parts of the body grow in proportion to each other and the body as a whole? How are all the functions of the stress responses coordinated, rate of breathing, heart of beats, to sugar outputs, to shunting of blood away from the vital organs to the muscles, of external physical activity. How are all the functions that are involved in the fertilization of a woman's egg and the development of the fetus and much more coordinated? In the same manner that workers in a factory are coordinated by workers whose job it is to communicate what is to be done and when and how much, supervisors, so does the body has its information system. They come in different forms neurotransmitters, neurohormonal transmitters, peptides, immunopeptides, and so on. You have seen the inter- interconnection between the various transmitters of the information system that keep the body and mind in a state of equilibrium. Stress disrupts the equilibrium between them and thus produces ill health throughout the entire day, throughout the entire body. 
And here ends the reading on page... Oh, no. I'm going to keep going. The mind is the main source of stress and its avoidance and removal. Let's take stock of what we have just learned. The trillions of cells in the body are made to work in a harmonious fashion with each other for the sake of the whole through the con concerted work of the hormonal system. The leader of the hormonal system is the hypothalamus. The correct functioning of the hypothalamus depends on the emotions, what follows. If we can control our emotions, we can ensure the well-being of the hypothalamus and therefore of the entire hormonal system. All things being correct, diet, lifestyle, etc., and of the body in general. Every time that you feel joy in due measure, you are feeding your hypothalamus the quality of energy that is including to its function harmoniously. Can you imagine always feeling joy? If you can't, it is because you have not been taught how to use your spirit. Remember, you are supposed to learn not only how to use your body and your mind, but your spirit as well. In fact, what happens? What is happiness? People perhaps you people per people, perhaps you, are in the habit of thinking of happiness on two conflicting levels. On one true level, happiness is conceived in an everlasting joy, but due to the fact that they have not risen above suffering and emotional reactivity. They conceive as happiness as a momentary joy that yields to periods of unhappiness. The fact is, fortunately, that joy can be had forever. Furthermore, it is one of the major goals of life and the wisdom teachings of antiquity. Continuous joy is happiness, hatep. It is a spiritual accomplished state and not a short-lived side effect of positive life events. You can learn this skill in the same way that you learn to use your two lower bodies, the physical and the mental. Here ends the reading of chapter 3.